This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, June 12th, 2016. God is other. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you that we have the freedom in our country to come together and worship your holy name. We thank you for those persons who have uh, taken the next step and joined this body of believers called Connection in Disciple Membership. God, we also pause to think of our sisters and brothers in Florida and the horrible act of violence upon the persons in the nightclub. Lord, have mercy. We pause for a moment and lift up our prayers to you on their behalf. Oh God, forgive us. In your mercy, hear our prayers. We pray for the families who have experienced loss. We pray for those who are injured. And we pray for healing in our land of hatred and hurt and violence and treating one another in ways other than what you would have us do. Help us make a difference as men and women sharing your love, which is uncontainable and full of grace. We pray this and now open our hearts that we might receive your message today, that we would set aside any cares, any, any stuff that happens at 12 o'clock and let us just focus on you right now. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection said, amen. All right, so we are continuing our June theme, God is, and we asked you to fill in the blank. We got some great answers on these ping pong balls. Thank you so much. Last week we considered that God is, anybody remember? Extravagant. Thank you. Today, our focus is that God is other. God is other. Say the word other. other. Let's get started. Okay, so one of, my, um, one of my greatest challenges in life is to try to wrap my head around um, God. It's not that I have trouble believing in God, praying to God, worshiping God, even devoting my life to God, my my challenge is just trying to grasp this whole concept of the creator of everything. Um, and, and I usually start with, uh, when I start focusing on that God always was, is, and will be. Alpha, omega, no beginning, no end. And 
It's not that no end I have such a challenge with because I, you know, I know that we're going to be through eternity, but that's a little wild to think about, just forever. But that no beginning, because as humans, we're used to beginnings, aren't we? I mean, we all had a beginning. We all were born. We, we start school. We start a job. We get a new car. We see a house being built from the ground up. There are buildings. We, we're not dealing with anything that has just always been. I mean, it may have always been in our lifetime, but we know that there was some starting point. And so when I start to just try to focus on that God has just always been, there, there was never a time before God. It's just like, oh, I, about a minute, minute and a half, my brain's ready to explode. I just, I just can't wrap my brain around it. And, um, and then the more I try to make sense of it, the more I realize I'm never going to make sense of it, and I just got to have to walk away from it because it just drives me like nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> well, if, it's, if that's not tough enough to kind of think about, there's this idea that God created out of nothing. God created out of nothing. But when we think of, you know, at one point our, where our house is, it was just land, but then there were, you know, bricks and mortar and and wood and the house was formed but it was formed with something but how God created out of nothing we're so used to of trans uh, transitioning from this creation to this creation but for God God created with just a word just a word there was nothing just a word the stars in the sky a word the earth a word the the sea teeming with fish, just a word, and we were created. Hmm. And then there's the whole idea of the Trinity, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, same yet different. Now, for us, it's either the same or it's, it's different. You don't get them both in the same package. It's hard for us to hold two things that are at opposite ends in obeyance with each other, so to speak. And so, so we use a diagram, and this is a pretty good one, to help us understand, okay, that God is Father, God is Holy Spirit, God is Son. So Jesus is God, and God the Father, and then Holy Spirit is God. But Son isn't Father. Father isn't Son. Son isn't Holy Spirit. And then we go, okay. And so then we try to use analogies. We always try to use analogies when there's something beyond our pea-sized brain. We try to say, well, it's like something that our pea-sized brain can handle, right? We say, oh, okay, all right, that helps me understand. So we use analogies for this, for this Trinity concept, and there's a bunch of them, but just let me share one with you, the whole idea of H2O, and it can be in a solid state. We call solid H2O ice, right? Liquid H2O we call water, some of us water, some of us water, and then uh, gas H2O is generally known as like steam, right? And we go, oh, okay, you know, same but different. And, and we start to say, okay, that explains. And then we go, well, wait a minute now. Ice becomes water. True? Water becomes steam. In other words, this substance can... Father never becomes Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit never becomes Son. Son never becomes Father. See, okay, so the analogy with the water, the H2O thing breaks down. Like, 
all, in, uh, all analogies eventually will break down. This one breaks down pretty quickly because we don't have that interchangeability thing with the Trinity. But what about the analogy of an egg? I mean, there's three parts, the shell, the white, the yolk, father, son, spirit. But the trouble is the three parts in an egg are very different from one another. And what we're saying is father, son, spirit has the same essence, the same essence. There's a theological term for this, homoousian, homo, same, ousian, essence or substance. And so the egg, the water, whatever we call it, really we cannot come up with an analogy that fully captures this idea of the Trinity. Three distinct independent persons who are of one divine substance. And so we could go on and on, but I think you maybe get the point here of trying to wrap our brains around God. Maybe it's been a challenge for you, like it's been for us. Perhaps why there's times why it's difficult for you to wrap your brain around God, difficult for you to fully grasp this creator of all things, difficult even difficult even to get up close and personal at times with this God who is just so different than we are. And sometimes it's so difficult for us to understand that we choose to just not. And what I mean not is not even enter into the relationship. But we are here to tell you that focusing on this otherness of God is important. It's so important and it's life-changing and life-transforming, this idea that God is other. There's a 20th century theologian, his name's Karl Barth. He referred to this otherness as holy other. And as that's unpacked more, this term holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, is used in Christian theology to describe the difference between God and everything else. And so when we look at this, we realize that God is different than everything else that exists. And so when we, when we focus on that God is other, God is wholly other, God is completely other, then we start to really at least begin to understand that, okay, so God just isn't like me on divine steroids or something, right? It's, it's not like he's, he's one of us who has figured out how to be perfect. It's, it's not like God is just a hu superhuman you and me, okay? Knowing that God is other, holy other, should help us not always want to personify God. You know, we like to, we like to uh, create God in our image, rather than understand God created us in God's image. We, we like to give God these human characteristics to help us maybe better understand, wrap our brain around God. Uh, you know, create, we create a God who's like us just without the shortcomings. And when we do that, we shortchange God because God is completely other than we are. And that's why we use some... Uh, words to describe God that start with in or un. We just sang some of those words a few moments ago. 
God is indescribable, uncontainable, untamable, incomparable, unchangeable, indispensable, incomprehensible. We cannot fully describe God. We cannot contain God, and we cannot tame God. Mm. We cannot. There's nothing that we can do or say to compare God to anything because God is other. God does not change when it comes to matters of love, of mercy, of truth, and justice. Oh, we change as the wind blows, but God does not change in those matters. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We cannot do without God. And that being said, we cannot fully understand God. God is out of control, out of our control, and that is really difficult for us because we like to be in control. <laughs> we feel like we need to be in control. We like to tell God what we want. We like to tell God what we want God to do, how we want God to act. But this is an important takeaway. God does not answer to us. God does not answer to us. We answer to the most holy triune God, God of love, grace, truth, and mercy. So God boiled it down to the essence when he spoke through the prophet Isaiah. We find it in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Incredible. Great scripture for us to bookmark, to remember. Because no matter how hard we try, no matter how smart we are, no matter how many divinity degrees we get or courses that we take, God is other. And God is uncontainable. And God will never change. And we will never understand God's thoughts. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your, way, your ways are not mine. Declares the Lord. And mm. so we accept that in faith. Mm. And we have some other words we use in like church world or theology world that begin with the, with the prefix omni, O-M-N-I, which means always. And so we have words like omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent and omnibenevolent. As I said, omni means all. And so omnipotent, omnipotent, all-powerful, all-powerful. God is power beyond anything that we can even begin to begin to begin to imagine. When I mean, you think of the greatest power of whatever you can imagine, and God puts that to shame with God's power. Uh, God has all the resources of the universe at his disposal because God created them all. God is supernatural. We read in the Bible in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a prophet. He was a man used as God's mouthpiece to, to share truth. And Jeremiah 
prayed to the Lord, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Say the last line with me. Nothing is too hard for you. Mm. And see, the really cool part of this is that God encourages us, God wants us, God desires for us to tap into this supernatural, beyond nature, incredible Holy Spirit power. God wants to share that power with us, as we read in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the, what? Ends, Ends of, of the, the earth. earth. So this is what Jesus shared with his disciples uh, after he resurrected, before he went to sit at the right hand of God the Father. He shared it with them, and this is the living word of God, and he shares it with us today. The same thing. You will be my witnesses. You will receive power of the Holy Spirit. That's us. He's talking to us. We will receive power when we claim Christ as our Lord and Savior. Do you know that you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you so that the decisions you make when we plug into that, the ways that I can't forgive in my own power, it's through Holy Spirit power. All these I can't save myself. It's Holy Spirit power through Jesus Christ. We need that power, and it is in you if you claim Christ as your Savior. Why wouldn't you claim Christ as your Savior? The power is incredible because it carries us through the best of times and the worst of times. Hmm. And Jesus calls each one of us to be a witness to others and to share the good news of life in Christ. Some serious power in us, Holy Spirit power. So our next uh, word, uh, word is omni word is omniscient. Omni, the prefix meaning all, seant uh, is, a, is a root word, base word. Uh, meaning knowing, like we get conscious. It's a similar root there. All knowing. God is all knowing. He knows all the secrets of the universe. Why? Because he created them. And he knows you and he knows me inside and out. Consider what the uh, King David wrote in the Psalm 139 when he says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar you discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You have me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Say the rest with me, please. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. And so God knows us completely. Our thoughts, our feelings, God knows what makes us tick because God put that divine spark in each one of us. God knows us. God knows our past, our present, our future, and is not restricted to time and place. And that's hard to realize, too. God is all-knowing. God is all-knowing of what is out there, universe, and God is all-knowing of what is in here, in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And then we have omnipresent, 
always there. God is always there. I always find it interesting when someone says, man, God was really there in the worship center today. Man, the Holy Spirit was all over that place. You know, you could, you were just like dripping Holy Spirit in there. And you go, well, yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. You were very tuned in, but the truth is God is always here. Even if I'm not feeling it, God's always here, right? And the challenge isn't that God's not here. The challenge is am I tuned in to God's presence here and not just here. Now, old Beatles song, here, there, and everywhere. He's here. He's at work. He's at home. He's at school. He's in the car. You found out why he found it so amusing. He was even in Walmart, you know, or where we go shop and we're going down the aisle. God's there. Wow, even in Walmart. Yeah, we're giant or acme. God is with us. God is around us. God is always there, omnipresent. So we've been focusing on Psalm 139 and picking it up at verse 7. David says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Say the rest with me, will you? Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Isn't that just awesome when you think about it? All my days were, were there and written in before even one of them came to be. Wow. And so there is no place where we can go where God is not. God is with us everywhere. And God is there and watching us, not so much to catch us when we mess up, but to catch us when we fall. God is there to catch us, especially when we fail and when we need that Holy Spirit power to take the next step and turn toward Christ. God's there to care for us and love us when we mess up, when we confess, and to make us new again. Our last omni word is omnibenevolent. Omni, all. Benny means good. God is good. All good. God is unlimited, infinite goodness. Here's what we read in Psalm 107. Just, just one verse here. Say it with me. Give, Give thanks, thanks to, to the Lord, Lord for, for he is good. good. His, His love, love endures, endures forever. forever. 
simple to the point, uncluttered. What a great verse of Scripture. God is good. And we shared last week, humankind had it all. We had it made. We were in paradise until they ate that fateful fruit. And I say we because we still eat it today, don't we? We take bites out of that fruit daily. But that first bite and paradise was lost. And as a result, we live in this fallen world. And, and as such, it is so difficult. It is so challenging. It is, it's, it's almost beyond our ability is to wrap our heads around, an in, around infinite, unlimited goodness. And yet that describes this God of creation, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that we worship this morning, that we celebrate this morning, that we pray to this morning, all good, all the time. And God's plan for us, God's goal for us, God's hope for us, for you and me, is that we will share in this unlimited goodness and that we would partner with God as we seek this goodness that God is. God is other. God is beyond. In the Urban Dictionary, God is B-A-E, before anything else. God is without limit. God is bigger than the boogeyman. God is abundant in love and mercy and grace. God is greater than you. God is greater than your fears. God is greater than your challenges. God is greater than your pain. God is greater than your hurt. God is greater than your weakness. God is greater than the deepest things that you struggle with. God is greater. God is greater than our sins. God is so other than me and than you mm. that God can save us from ourselves. God can save us from our sin and turn us around and live a life that is full and rich and full of peace even in the midst of circumstance that is anything but peaceful. And so our challenge, we always have a challenge on Sunday morning, don't we? Our challenge is how is it that we can relate to one that is so other than we are? How can we relate to this one that is so beyond our imagination? Well, truth is that was taken care of 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, when God joined us in the person of Jesus Christ, born of a human mother, like we all are, fathered by the Holy Spirit, hmm. fully human, yet fully divine. Again, beyond our brains, because that's 100%, 100%, 200%. We don't figure how that works, but it's true. Fully human, fully divine, like us, yet other in nature. Walking, talking with us, walking, talking with God the Father without sin, and yet willing to die for the sin of you and me. That's how other this God of ours is. 
willing to self-sacrifice so that we may not die but live forever here on earth and in heaven. That's eternity. To have eternity with our Savior. Offering new life. And so the question is, the question is, do you know this God who is other than you? Do you know this God who is other than us? It is the God who made you. It is the God who created you. Do you know him? And if you know him, do you tap into that power that we have when we accept Christ and we're filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you tapped in to that? Because it makes all the difference in the world in how we live our lives, led by the Spirit. All God wants is for us to say yes there's people all over the map in that decision. Some of us have been walking for a long time with God and said yes a long time ago, and some might have never said that. Perhaps today might be the day when you would take that one more step of faith and say, okay, I'm just going to take one more step and trust. I'm reminded of... Um, Kim Snyder said, hey, it's like the Red Sea. You know, when God parted the Red Sea and, and his people were getting ready and fleeing from the Egyptians, like the whole sea parted bit by bit. It was one step. All they needed to do was take one more step in faith. That's all we need to do. Do you know him? Because this God who is other is life-giving and wants to transform your life and use you and the God-given purpose and plan that the Holy Spirit has planted in you to just be able to live that out, to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Mighty God, we do confess that it is impossible to know your thoughts and we do try to contain you and we try to um like personify you thank you for being uncontainable incomparable untamable irresistible God, thank you for loving us so much, for giving each one of us a divine spark so that we are drawn toward you and that we can live with you forever. We thank you and praise you today and all days. In the name of the Father, God, his Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people.